The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is The Dealer Playbook. Welcome to this episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast. So excited you're here, mainly because I have the other two stooges with me oh. yet again. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> Mounsir and Paul J. Daly. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. They thought they were getting a good episode of the Dealer Playbook. It's good to be here. I just didn't receive the list of rules for this particular show. <laughs> what are we allowed to talk about here? It's like... Um, this uh, well hey everybody knows the dpb at this point could be the things you can't say on auto collabs podcast <laughs> what is it that? hey, that's probably that. that's picture. probably that get a little get a little uh get a little punchy you know gotcha understood hey we're so in that well. we're in that time period leading up to a soducon i went to last year's a soducon in philly um and i'll just kick it off by saying this because i've got all sorts of questions um, that was not like any other automotive conference I've ever been to. And I know some people say that, and then you go to the thing that they say is not like every other automotive conference, and it's exactly like every other automotive conference. <laughs> You're like, but both of them were at the win. That's what I'm the trying to tell you. They were both at the win. <laughs> the color scheme is different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Th- this was different. There was live music. There was... Um, the welcome reception at a dealership in the most state-of-the-art service department I've ever seen in my entire so life. That was cool. Um, top-notch food, the speakers, like it, not just the panels that happened, but the breakouts that happened, the keynote speakers um, were, were really top tier. And one of the things that I think is special in particular is that as I've crossed paths with people, since the last Asodukan, they still remember Jim McKelvey. They still remember, you know, many of the speakers that happened, which is not not common, I, I think. So yeah. we're we're what, 40 days out from the next Asodukan at time of oh, airing this yeah. episode. Well, Feels like three days to us right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine. What what can attendees or people that are thinking about attending, what can they expect going into this Asodukan? You know, one of the biggest um, kind of comparisons we've been making over the last, uh, started before the first Asodukan was think of South by Southwest and an event more like that, that isn't, isn't necessarily like a one space event or a one topic event. It is really a place where you go to meet the other practitioners, the other people who are thinking deeply about what they're doing. They have their hands in the dirt on a regular basis. And how can we get more of those people together to have conversations around these ideas and issues that are going on? So you can start to actually formulate you know, solutions to roadblocks, try things that other people are doing. And so the premise of a SodaCon is, is just different in the sense that we try to cultivate an environment where those conversations can happen. And that like why we use the word collaboration, 
last year and this year in our you know title collaboration critical because we all know that you leave events and maybe you had an okay time maybe you had some conference chicken um but you really don't remember much of what you learned right but the real thing that carries forward are the people that you met in the conversations you had so we just try to make a sodocon like the place where you're going to meet the people that you need to meet so that you can have relationship after the event and you know no conference chicken no conference chicken you know taco uh, tuesday uh, there that's is, right there is taco tuesday there's there's some slam and seafood coming around oh, yeah. and oh. all all the breakfast on hot crab hot breakfast uh so no no just like pastries and get out of there so all right. here's, here's the other because yeah, if you want if you want kyle to get grumpy one morning yeah, just have him show up at a event that says breakfast and there's no there's no i'm just no eggs speaking bacon, as so the person who's been the support group when you walk in the room and you just see a, a pile of pastries i'm like oh i'm gonna have to talk this one down <laughs> that's exactly it here's so i was a music major and one of the things that we talked, we had, a, I took a class called the aesthetics of music. And um, I think about this a lot because the way that we enter spaces, the way that we engage with experience is centered around two main things in our life. One is aesthetics and two is food, right? Like if you think of the reason why Instagram exists, it's because <laughs> People wanted to engage with experiences in a way where food and aesthetics can kind of marry, right? Early on in Instagram, the reason why it blew up, that was a major reason. It's all clearing up. It's all clearing up, right? <laughs> no, but but people people wonder, last year, you know, we did the whole thing in a big bar. This year, it's in a state-of-the-art facility that is much different than the, the, what you'll see in most conference tours. It, whether it's inside or outside, I don't care. Right. And the reason why we do that, the reason why we have live bands and engaging DJs and, and interesting spaces with, with full lighting in every space, the reason why we do that is because we know that even though Paul said like, hey, you don't typically remember things, the way to allow people to remember more is to put them in engaging atmospheres with maybe really good food that actually connects their brain back to like, oh, remember that. I don't know, sure. seafood platter that I had right after I listened to whoever talk about fixed operations, right? Those types of things in a room that was fully lit and had epic decorations and all that, all of those things actually contribute to you acquiring more through that space. Sure. I think about, and most of us at this point have done it, you walk into an Apple store you walk over to the laptops. What's the first thing you do? You pull that screen forward. They know that there's power in remembering your experience by getting your hands on something. Or yep. in other words, to your point, feeling something, right? Uh, and that's what you make me think of. So I know, you know, this is typically the case in our industry, especially I can see this with a SODU, Automotive State of the Union, where we are, we're, we're largely shifting the narrative on how learning is approached in our industry. And you bring up all of these good points. However, there's probably still a dealer principal, a general manager, a sales manager that's saying, okay, but of all of the conferences in this landscape, in addition to what you've said, why should I consider sending my people to this event and maybe forego one of the others? Or mm. 
have it as an addition to my, my training budget. I would say first and foremost, this is designed to not lose people to the environment when, you know, events are in Las Vegas and places like that, right? It's very easy for people to get away from the venue and then not come back to the venue mm. or be distracted by all the other things. This venue is kind of like an, a full enclosure and it's not like gigantic. It, it's at the live casino and hotel um, just south of the BWI airport. And what's nice about this, yeah, there's a casino there, but it's it's kind of like a contained small casino. The whole event venue has trade show floor, workshop rooms, the uh, main stage venue area, all of the food, uh, the hotel rooms are right there. So it's made to keep people close and cultivate again, like this sense of community where it's just natural to stay. So I think that that's one really great reason. You're not sending them somewhere that's like where there's all this entertainment options. Yeah, they're all going to skip things. out. Yep. Exactly. The, for starters. And so like, I think that that's a real key one because if I'm thinking about where am I going to send people and, and we, we talk about this actually, as we come up with the Asotocon marketing, because we know how to do experience so well, we're afraid it's going to come across as like, this is just a fun experience like yep. with taco Tuesday and a great band when it's completely the opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, we were literally just looking at our speaker list right now and currently without actually three of the dealers that are still going to get added out of 51 speakers there are 30 dealers representing over 1100 rooftops in our industry Whoa. right so an over 50 percent index on actual practitioners dealers people that are working in dealerships right now speaking and on panels so we we wanted to be really intentional because we know there are, I mean, some of the industry partners and the speakers that are at OEMs or or industry partners uh, type companies in our industry have incredible thoughts, have been in the industry for a long time, understand exactly what it takes to be successful. But the reality is, is like, I've been outside of the dealership for two years. There are just things that I can't understand about the current dynamic of working in an auto retailer right now the way the industry is right now and not even right now, but like I could maybe go to a dealer right now, acquire all that information, but I'm going to have different information on, it'll be different information <laughs> September right. 25th, the way, the speed and rate at which the industry is changing. And so there, those, those 30 plus dealer representatives are going to have such like immediate insights on what's happening right now. And I think that that's, that's a big key. Cause you think about like people love 20 groups. They love their marketing, 20 groups, NADA, NCM, 20 groups, because it's 19 other people that are experiencing life in the way that they are right, right. now. Well, we're putting 30 plus people on stages, experiencing life the way that you are right now across the country from East to West. Um, so that it's like real operational practical takeaways. You bring up a good point too, which is, which just solidifies the mission of a SODU, this, this wrapping of the arms, as it were, around the industry and pulling people in. Because to your point, you know, 20 groups are great to get in the room with others who are experiencing life, like you said, through the same context. Yep. But there's an addition here that I think is a huge value, which is, but then we're also bringing you in to an environment that has people who can show you what's possible, yep. not who are just experiencing the same things, who understand what you've gone through because you're, you, they've experienced it, but then are also showing you, 
here's here's what's possible. We're we're not just selling. We're not looking to go from seventy to hundred cars a month. We that was us five years ago. So we get your struggles. Here's how you overcome them. Here's how you get to the six hundred to a thousand cars a month that we're selling. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and you've got like we've got a a a whole topic about creative and marketing and and content and creative where a publicly traded group with over 150 stores, a mid-sized group with 20 stores and a small group with six stores are all represented in the same room. Yeah. Right? So like the dichotomy of thought and and the breadth of knowledge that that happens when you pair all of that up is like I'm, I'm not even moderating that panel. I got to be in another room. You really be there. Like, I know. Hey guys, I'll be right back. And, <laughs> That's well, the worst and it's part. not gated. Like none of this is gated. It's not like, do you, do you know, full admission? I can't believe I'm about to do this on the Uh-oh. air on my own show. Oh boy. <laughs> I've been to, I don't know, 20 NADAs. I've never gone to the education sessions. Ah, why? Wow. Because it's gated. It's like, oh, you, you can register for the exhibit hall, but if you want the goods, you got to like pay this extra deal. And then you got to like, and I get why they do that as part of the business model. And by the way, I'm not knocking anybody who does it that way. I just find that a unique difference with a SoduCon is like, come one, come all. Once you're in the building, go. Like, yeah, the world, go. the world is all open access pass. Yeah. We just had we just uh, had a quick call with Ed Roberts, the COO of Bozard Ford Lincoln, mm-hmm. in, uh, and we were talking about the topic of his mini keynote. And like this is again, Kyle, to your point, like this is one I hope I get to sit through, right? Because that I'm not doing something else, <laughs> because the title of it is so compelling. I think when you ask like why would dealer principals want to attend or send their people here, and the title is this: busy versus effective. Mm. And Ed is somebody who understands how to get things done, how to rally people to get things done and how to like he's and on the call. He said, you know, usually when people like get put in a new position or they get promoted, all of a sudden they start doing a lot of things without really considering is what they're doing effective or is the reason they're in the seat now because somebody needs to be more effective than the last person was, but they step in and start doing all the same things and activities because it's a busy world. So I think when you have Ed, and and this isn't like, you know, Ed's not a, like a a best practices guru. Ed's actually like a best practices practitioner. Mm. Right. And so to be able to send your person and sit in a room with Ed Roberts for an hour and listen to him, explain these things and then have open Q and a, and by the way, when the session's over, you can walk up to Ed cause he's going to be there the whole time and say, Hey, here's kind of what I'm dealing with at my store. I Thank took you. over the service department or like we're having this trouble with, you know, recruiting technicians or whatever, and have Ed who is a mentor at heart, take you under his wing. And now like you're connected to Ed, like what's the cost of that, right? You can't get under Ed's wing. Hey, yeah, Ed, sure. looking to buy a dealership in a small rural town? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah get all these m a requests. Right. <laughs> well, I wouldn't surprise that either. All right. Won't be surprised. That makes a huge difference in the learning trajectory. I, I you know, I, it, it may seem like I'm overemphasizing this point, but it, it really maps back to my first comment, which is I'd never experienced anything like this. I never experienced an environment in which I was able to 
sit next to, break bread with, and freely ask questions after the fact to a keynote speaker, a mini keynote speaker, a panelist, or whatever. And the reason that that's so valuable to me is, I mean, and and the 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 two of you can relate. I mean, you go from being on stage to having about a 15 minute window where people feel comfortable coming and shaking your hand and saying, Oh, that was great. Right. And then, or even being a panelist, people feel all sorts of pressure while sitting in the session. And so they don't ask a ton of questions and then you disappear. You know, the event organizer takes you somewhere and off you go in this context, to your point, this is no, we really are creating a lot of space to give people the time and the thought process to go up to and ask a really thought provoking question and that the speakers and presenters coming into a SoduCon are there under the premise of, I am here to freely participate and yeah, give. We, we actually require all of our speakers like be on one of two speaker calls where we walk them through the expectation. Like they're a part of the event. They don't just like show up right. and like, ah, here it is. Right. Even our keynote speaker, Jesse Cole is going to be available to the room after his presentation. Right. So there's this whole happy hour and party. He's going to be there. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, and just, this is, and he's somebody, it. by the way, that's getting tracked down left and right by media, PR, documentary makers, has a million person waiting list to get into one of his events and one of his baseball games with Savannah bananas. But no, we're like, that's one of the things. If you're going to be at a SodaCon, like you're, you're here, you're in last year, last year we said, you know, we're, we're approaching this event, our team and the tone that we set with a hospitality mindset. So when we talk about attendees, like internally, we talk about guests because that is a part we could, the core of that is that we believe that the hospitality mindset is a winning formula for retail automotive period. Yeah. And so like, we want to kind of like show the way for like having that mentality when you approach whatever you do, these are your guests. There's a hospitality um, kind of mindset that puts everyone at ease, allows everyone to be open-minded and be thinking and be enjoying themselves instead of feeling like defensive. I mean, and that we're definitely that way too, like with our vendor partners, alignment of mindset, like this is not a sales event. This is a relationship building event. Um, you're also going to have breakouts or panelists. H how's that work? So there's, so there's a main stage uh, that'll operate in the morning and the afternoon. Uh, so everybody will be together. And then um, there's three, uh, side rooms, which are, or tour calling studio one, two, and three, you know, cause all we really want to do is be a touring band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, True. But uh, in, in studio one, uh, the majority of the things that happen in there will be um, education keynote style things. Uh, so there'll be um, an industry partner, potentially and a dealer or just a dealer sharing direct knowledge, right? Um, much more presentation style where there's, uh, where there's like that acquisition of what to do, how to do it. Um, and then uh, in studio two and studio three will be the majority of what happens with our panels. So uh, there'd be a moderator and then three or four panelists 
uh, available to, and they'll be, they'll be walking through series of conversations and questions around a topic, um, of which those people are experts or are, are doing the work already. Uh, and so those, that's how that's kind of broken up. They're all concurrent. So you do kind of have to decide whether to go to one, two or three and which one kind of suits, but we're trying not to put like, two fixed ops panels or two marketing panels at the same time. That way people can go to kind of what fits, what makes sense for them to be learning at that time. I love it. Um, so at, at this point, a quick recap for those that are listening or watching, uh, unlike any other event, full access, full access pass. This is like, this isn't like going to a concert where you have to pay extra to get good seating or, or, you know, can't talk to the band afterwards. It's like everybody almost kind of gets a backstage pass to this deal. Um, amazing food, ama- amazing entertainment, making it a memorable experience unlike any other. Uh, industry practitioners who not only understand where you're at today, but can show you what's possible. And for you to have the opportunity to ask freely of them for advice and all sorts of things. Uh, I don't want to gloss over, though, Jesse Cole, um, because there's the other side of this, which is, yes, all of the practitioners inside of the industry, but we become even more powerful when we open our minds to people who are doing in. I mean, Jesse Cole is a practitioner, not Mm -hmm. in a dealership, but in the art of getting people's attention and drawing them in like I haven't seen anybody do in the last I don't know how long. I mean, since Barnum and Bailey. (laughs) Yeah, like he he is a showman. uh, I mean, you'd have to be blind. And this is not just a TikTok thing. You could be on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. It doesn't matter what social platform. If you've seen the dudes, the baseball players singing and kind of making fools of themselves and entertaining, that's that's him. And now all of a sudden there's like a an emerging growing league of other teams that are, you know, trying to, trying to be just like it to have outside experiences that maybe speak to that a little bit, the value that you see in bringing somebody like Jesse into the mix. You know, Jesse really broke the paradigm of what people thought a baseball game was. And with this mentality that he called fans first and his premise was that, hey, baseball is kind of hasn't evolved with the times. It's an amazing way to bring families together, but it's gotten too long. There are too many things that are kind of like a little annoying to deal with. And so he believed that if he changed those things and the way people engaged with baseball by giving people what they actually wanted and not what everyone said, well, this is a baseball game. This is all we can give them. He changed the paradigm and said, we're going to. We're going to fix our pricing. If you buy something from the swag shop, it actually includes shipping and tax. That's the, because that's what people actually want. Right. And if you're looking for a one to one, right, like that's the out the door price. It's $30 for the hat, right? It's not $30 plus 8% sales tax plus $6.99 for shipping unless you want it faster than it's $22.99. Right. And so he, he took all of these practical outsiders. Um, observations about what the sport was and what could make it great. And he just didn't look back and he says, we believe if we do these things that the people will begin to do business with us and come fall in love with baseball, fall in love with the process of going to a game. And, 
And it took years for him to do it. And then all of a sudden, just like every, everybody, right. It looks crazy until it's right. Mm. And now literally they, they announced the world tour, the tickets sold out in seconds. They have a million person waiting list. And so I think like what bringing him is going to help the industry see like, just because there's a preconceived notion of what the car buying process was, or for decades and decades and decades, people approach it this way. We can actually change the paradigm if we pay attention to what people actually want. So that's why we're bringing Jesse Cole and he's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Well, um, remind me one of the dates, where is it? How can people get tickets? All right. So it opens up with a welcome reception on September 24th. You're going to want to fly in that day, fly out on September 27th, because we got a full day, both the 25th and 26th with Jesse Cole ending the night of the 26th and our big concert and party on that night. Uh, you can get your all access, as Michael says, tickets at asodukan.com. Uh, let's see if this launches before the end of August, the uh, tickets are still a hundred dollars off with early bird pricing. Um, it won't launch before then. So I'll redo that. No, it will. It will. Oh, it will. I'm, I'm shaking my head because I don't believe it. <laughs> he, he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe I, it. I actually have a really sweet moment to experience right now because Kyle just got back from a week of vacation and it's the constant, constant fact around the Asodu halls that I always get dates wrong and Kyle just got the dates wrong. <laughs> Wait, the welcome reception is actually on the 25th. No. Yeah. Welcome reception is the 25th, Monday. And then the 26th and 27th. Oh, got him. I'm so glad that happened on your show, Michael. He's so happy. (laughs) Man, a lot. I can barely remember what day of the week it is. Oh, it just got to happen once. But that's the point. That's that's why we're So in on the 25th, out on the 28th, full day 26th, 27th. You can't miss it. Yeah, dog. Sodukon.com. A-S-O-T-U-C-O-N. Boom. And don't come alone. You can't change an organization if just one person comes. That's right. No, I mean, with with that kind of a promo, there should be four, five, six, seven, ten people from your organization coming out. Uh, Can't wait to catch you two goons there uh i'm gonna be there with some of my people as well uh it's gonna be a blast can't wait for it looking forward to it very much thanks so much for joining me on the dealer playbook podcast thanks for having us I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening.